Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shaleen Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. This one is totally my son's expertise. So Brock, take it away. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to this episode of Build Your Tribe. Today, I want to talk to you about where people's focus is, where I think it's going wrong and where I think people should shift their focus, what people should focus on more what you and I should be focused on on a daily basis in social media and, dare I say, even more broadly in life. This topic actually came from a poll that I posted on my Instagram story asking my audience what they wanted me to talk about next on the Build Your Tribe show. But I would really appreciate it if you followed me for just one reason, and that's so you can send me a direct message. I would really appreciate it If you send me a direct message and tell me what you learned from this Build Your Tribe episode or what you learned from a different Build Your Tribe episode or, and what this episode is directly stemming from, what ideas do you have that you would like me to talk about next? I'm always on the search for new topics, new ideas, new episode titles and things that I can discuss on the Build Your Tribe podcast. And so I really, really appreciate it. I can't tell you how much it means to me. When I receive a direct message about one of two things, either number one, you've listened to the Build Your Tribe show and you learned something or you took something away or you had a question about one of the episodes or you have an idea for a future episode. So today's episode actually comes from a direct message that I received asking, what is the wrong thing that people focus on and what's the right thing that people don't focus on? So another way to think about it is, where is our focus currently? What's wrong with that? And where should it be? This is something that I have been really focused on recently. The idea of intentionality and focus and where we put our mind and our mental energy, our emotional energy, when not just when we're on our phone, but really more broadly in life as a whole. Ever since my social media detox, which if you're not familiar, what I did was I totally took a sabbatical from social media for about four or five months. During the football season, I removed Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter. I removed them all from my phone and I didn't consume any social media content. This was an intentional choice for me that allowed me to have more freedom to focus all of my time and effort in being present for the football season. I wanted to be totally invested into school and my relationships and my friendships and the football season itself. I wanted to soak it all up, feel all the feels, smell all the smells, see all the sights. I didn't want to be distracted by scrolling through my feed. And that intentionality, and I'm very happy to say this, has rubbed off on the rest of my life. I'm now much more intentional in pretty much all things that I do, or at least I try to be more mindful and focused and intentional in the other aspects of my life. So today in this episode, using what I've recently learned about focus and intentionality and mindfulness, I'm going to be talking to you about what I think most people are focused on and what I think most people should 
be focused on. I want to take you back to 7th grade Brock. 7th grade Brock loved math. I've always loved math, and I think I've always been pretty good at math. 7th grade Brock rolled into his first ever pre-algebra class, and I was told that it's all about the process, not about the answer. It's not about the answer that you can box at the bottom of your math quiz. It's about the process and how you solved that problem. This kind of blew my mind and, to be honest, a little bit frustrated and annoyed me. Because so far in elementary school, I had been so used to focusing on the answer, focusing on the result, focusing on the end of the process. We had been trained with timetables of knowing that 6 times 6 equals 36. I remember being handed this sheet of paper with a hundred different multiplication problems and I had like a minute to see how many I could do. It wasn't about working through the problems or doing them the right way. It was simply about remembering and spitting out the answer. Everything was focused on the answer. We were graded on whether we got things right or got things wrong. Then I showed up in middle school, seventh grade, my first ever pre-algebra class, and that was all thrown out the window. It was all about focusing on the process and how we solve the problems and the actual journey to the answer. And I began to be retrained, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, all the way until I finished high school and took my last math class. I was trained to focus on the process. We were marked down not for getting the wrong answer, but rather for doing a step incorrectly or missing a step along the way. And I heard people try to apply this to life, but I always figured, yeah, that's just a bunch of hoopla and it's really just a math thing. I mean, it makes sense. You know, you want to be able to do the problem right. So that when you get to the more advanced problems and the more advanced levels of math, you know how to do the problem rather than just trying to spit out the right answer every time. That made sense to me. But I didn't really see how it applied to life. I mean, wasn't life all about winning and being successful and achievements and what you accomplished? I mean, I had been growing up in a family of, of athletes, a family of football coaches and successful people. And I, I always thought, well, that's what you did. You worked hard because you were focused on the result. You wanted to win. You wanted the championship. You wanted the prize or the reward. You wanted the career or the accolades. This wasn't being taught to me necessarily, but that's what I observed from growing up in such a competitive environment, that it was all about winning, that the only thing that mattered was the result, the W or the L, the number of points you scored in that game. Was it more than your opponent? That was all that mattered, right? Well, that was my mindset until about two years ago. Fast forward from seventh grade pre-algebra Brock through high school Brock. Now I'm in college, and now I'm a part of a team, a community, a, a group that's not focused on the results. My offensive coordinator on the football team began speaking to us about detaching from the result, focusing on the process, and finding joy in the process. Again, I at first thought, well, this is a bunch of hoopla. This is, again, you know, like college coaches, they say college coaches are hired and fired based off wins and losses. And so I figured, ah, this is just jargon that college coaches use nowadays to kind of save themselves. And, you know, the media and everyone outside of the program thinks it's all about winning and losing. And they don't want the players to think that. They want the players to, you know, focus on the process and work harder. So they're just going to tell us these things, that we should detach from the result, that we should focus on the process, and that we should find joy in that process. But over the last two years, I guess you could call it I've been brainwashed into realizing 
that that is what matters. It's not the result. It's not the end game. It's not the achievements or the accolades or the rewards or the prizes or the careers or the income. It's what happens along the way. It's the journey. It's the process. And as we say on our football team, it's about finding joy along that process. And so to get back to the point of this episode, which is what people focus on that's incorrect and what people should be focusing on, it's process versus results. I believe that social media is very results driven. It's all about how many likes did you get? How many followers do you have? How many comments did you get? How much engagement are you getting? Is the algorithm going to change and affect the outcome of your posts? How many subscribers do you have on YouTube? Have you hit 100 yet? How about 100,000? How about a million? What's your highest viewed video? Have you gotten to 10,000 followers on Instagram yet so that you can use the swipe up link feature on Instagram stories? What about Twitter? Are you verified? Do you have the blue check next to your name? It seems like we're all chasing results when it comes to social media. We're all chasing the next milestone. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with results. There's nothing inherently flawed or problematic with results and achievement and accolades. Those things are great and they're definitely great goals to shoot for. But I believe the problem lies in our focus. And when we're so focused on the result and we're so fixated on those numbers and those end games, we lose our joy in the process and we lose our intentionality of even realizing that there is a process unfolding. I am guilty of this myself. So even though I'm big into mindfulness and intentionality and it's something I've really been studying the last couple of months, I still fall victim to this. I currently have about 19,000 followers on Instagram. And hey, if you want to follow me, by the way, my name on Instagram is Brock11Johnson. But anyways, back to intentionality. Brock11Johnson, by the way. Intentionality. Intentionality. I remember my junior year of high school posting an Instagram post saying, thank you to all my followers. I just hit 2,000 followers. And I remember what a big deal that was to me. I was like, man, 2,000? That's so many people. That's got to be like half the earth. That's so many people. 2,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, man. I remember when I first got on Instagram way back my freshman year of high school when it was a big deal to get 100 likes on one of my photos. I was like, man, I know I've made it when my like count hits triple digits. And if I were to travel back in time and offer to that younger Brock, hey, dude, do you want an Instagram account with almost 20,000 followers where you're getting about 1,000 likes per photo and a highly engaged audience? That younger Brock would say, oh, heck yes. Absolutely, I want that. And I, right now, am absolutely grateful for the audience and the following and the engagement that I have. But my point is that younger Brock was fixated on results, on numbers, on the end game. And to this day, I fall into the same pitfalls. I have about 20,000 followers right now, and I would love for that number to be 100,000. But I know that as soon as I get to 100,000, I'll want it to be 200,000, half a million. I'll want it to be 1M. I'll want to have the million followers. I want to have 2 million, 10 million followers. And I know that none of that will satisfy me. None of that. I will never reach a follower account where I will say, yep, that's good enough for now. I'm good. I don't need to grow anymore. And I know that's true because I get reached out to every day from people of all different following sizes. It was actually hilarious. The other day in my direct messages, I had two new messages. One was from a user with about 300 followers on Instagram, 
asking how they can grow their account. The next was from someone with 300,000 followers on Instagram asking how they can grow their account. We're never going to be satisfied. It's never going to be enough if we're just focused on the numbers. Now, of course, I don't think you should settle. I don't think that you should set the bar low. I don't think that you should have low expectations and just be perfectly fine with the fact that you don't have any followers on Instagram. It's great to set goals. It's great to strive for 10 million, a million, half a million, even a thousand followers on Instagram. Those are great things to strive for. But when they become our only focus, our only care in the world, when all we value is the end result and how many followers we have and how many likes we're getting and the net revenue that's in our bank account and how many dollars we're earning on a daily basis and how do I make more money and more money and more money and more money on social media, we lose sight of what's important. We lose sight of the process and we lose sight of finding joy in that process. So I've taken the time to reevaluate my Instagram and Really, what I mean by that is I've taken the time to reevaluate how I view my own Instagram. I now don't really care too much about how many likes or how many comments or how many followers I have. Of course, that's valuable for analytics, and that is what I teach and what I help people with. So it does play a role in my life. But what I'm more focused on is the process of my Instagram. What do I find joy in doing? when it comes to my Instagram account specifically. And you can apply this same question to whatever it is that you do, whether it's a online business or a YouTube channel or a podcast channel, or no matter what kind of virtual or business sense you're listening to this Build Your Tribe episode for, you can apply this principle, which is, what do I find joy doing in my occupation? Where do I find joy? How do I find joy? So for me, on my Instagram, I find joy in taking pictures. I love taking photos, taking different pictures of sunsets and pictures of myself in lifestyle settings and editing those photos. I really do find joy in tweaking the lighting and the colors and, and making sure that it looks really nice and professional. I find joy in storytelling. I love storytelling ever since I was a little kid. In case you couldn't tell by this podcast and listening to me tell stories the whole time, I love storytelling. And social media is a great place to do that because I have an audience there who's going to listen to whatever I'm saying simply because they follow me. So I love creating Instagram stories and I love telling stories in my captions and writing those. And I also love creating dance videos and funny videos on my Instagram, parody videos. I find joy in sharing my faith and my belief in God on Instagram. And I find joy in creating relationships. That's probably the biggest one and one that you might relate to. I find joy in the beauty of social media. The beauty of the internet is that it has allowed people from around the world to connect in a way never before thought of. I mean, think about it. A hundred years ago, the only way to communicate with someone on the other side of the world was to send a letter and that took a long time to get there, or so I've been told. Now, you can send a Instagram message out or a tweet or a Facebook post or send out a snap and immediately communicate with someone on the other side of the planet. Immediately. The other side of the planet. That's insane. That is beautiful. And it's one of the greatest tools mankind has ever invented. The internet is amazing if used the right way and if you focus on the right things. So when you focus on building relationships and actually caring about people, 
and finding joy in those conversations and in those relationships, you'll have a much more enjoyable time on Instagram or whatever social platform you use. And here's the secret. When you're having more fun and you're happier and you're enjoying your life and how you're spending it and your career and how you're working, when you enjoy the process of your social accounts, your social accounts will do better. The results actually improve when you're focusing on the process. That's the beauty of it. And when there are failures, it's okay because at least they are a part of the process, the process that we're finding enjoyment in. So what are people focusing on on social media that they shouldn't be? It's the results. It's the numbers. It's the analytics. It's the algorithms. It's the follower count, the like count. What should they be focusing on? I believe that you should focus on the process, what you find joy in, in the process. And when you start to incorporate the tips into your process, and when you start to deploy these different strategies throughout your process and find what works for you and what you enjoy doing, as you begin to add context to all of these different informational videos and how-to videos that you're watching online, as you begin to find joy in the process of building a relationship with just one of your followers, rather than being buried by the results of how many followers did you lose today and how many followers did you gain today, you'll find that not only are you more successful on these social media platforms, not only are the results and the accolades and the achievements improving, but so is your state of mind. So is your state of being. The joy that you're feeling in your soul, the rested feeling, the rested but not settled feeling that you're feeling in your soul is so much more rewarding than any kind of analytic or result or achievement that you could ever achieve. And so while I'm still standing on this soapbox, which I have been for about 20 minutes now, I just want to say that I hope in 2019, I hope that this year you can be more intentional in focusing on the process. and. Maybe spend some time thinking about what brings you joy in the process of your work. Why are you drawn to do what you do? Why do you love doing what you do? And I hope you can be more intentional on focusing on that and relieve the stress of focusing on the results, the analytics, and the answers to the math problems. Until next time, I'm Brock Levin Johnson. And as always, happy networking. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Life Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com.